you know, everyone's really great at making Star Wars. At making Star Wars. That guy's a cyber character. He's not real. I'm Jason Ward and I'm late. And how's it going, Sketchcraft? Who's not indicted? Not indicted? <laughs> oh, wait, who is that? Stanza down there? A little, little Stanza down there below me? Serenity now. How's, how's it going, Mr. Mr. Bulletin, Mr. Bespin, David Bestino? See, so you're very close to say my real name, then. To be fair, so. no, no, that wasn't even. Yes, close. you were. David, yes, you were. David Bestino is like David Faustino <laughs> from Married with Children. See, right above, right above. Don't, don't lie. His mm-hmm. Bespin's last name is Toberloni. I, I know Toberloni. Bespin Toberloni. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Mr. Toberloni, Mr. Bespin Toberloni, Mr. Toberloni, Mr. Bespin Toberloni. <laughs> yeah. So um, on on bestspinbulletin.com, there was an article today, and it goes a little bit like this. I hate this the design of this kid, by the way. What? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. This is dreadful, isn't it? I mean, Those eyes are so suggestive. <laughs> I had to do this tweet That's after the worst I read the article. I've ever seen. <laughs> Whenever I see him, I see that fucking kid from fucking Jurassic Park. Like, that's what I see when I see that Look, little fucker. I can't see shows like Rebels because I'm too busy laughing. You know, there's the water mm-hmm. fill up my eyes. And it gets in the way. It gets everywhere. So It's an ugly child. I'm watching, like, Full Metal Alchemist. I'm watching Gurren Lagann. I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this with the green eyebrows and the green eyes and that cherub. I'm not doing really. This is like reboot territory for me, man. This is not good. (laughs) Yeah. God bless you if he doesn't bother you. But for a visual guy like me, I just I'm out. I'm checked out. Yeah. This bothers me. Like I hate his design. You know what it reminds me of? Jason. Remember, remember you went to E3 when the Kinect came out, right? Yes. Remember Milo? Remember Milo. Peter Molino? There was supposed to be this kid you were supposed to talk to through Connect. It was going to be this kid you were going to have a relationship oh. with, a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, but this hey, was a thing, guys. Hey. But now he's legal, 
and he's hot. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> we cut to him and it's carrot top, right? Yeah, right. Carrot. He's all jacked. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So, so the the idea behind this character, Rob, in case you 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 don't know, is that um, Freddie Prince Jr. is a Jedi, and then he fucks a tentacle lady who's green, and then they have this kid. And then now they've done hybrids before, and the hybrids that they yeah. did in other places were, yeah. were good. And the hybrid that McCollum had was fucking fire, was it not, George? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rick, 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 Rick Olay. That's what we're gonna call him. Rick Olay. <laughs> That's where they came up with it, Rick Olay. Yeah, yeah. We were at uh, El Torito's. I said Rick, and he was drunk and went Olay, and I was like, "Oh, that'll fit in the script." And I wrote it down. They don't. They don't like George there because he just orders endless chips. He never actually orders an entree, and then he tips on the soda. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did How did you know that was my move at El Torito's? Like they have the best sauce. I just get the chips, right? And I. <laughs> Emerge. yeah it's yeah. it's a got thing. me through college uh, us pores <laughs> it's what we do but uh yeah so anyways uh th this this character though rob is like in one shot in the um like addendum to the series you know at the very end it's like oh where are they now and like it's there's this and then you're like oh because 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 um the father dies the uh, jedi dies and so it's like Hera flying the spaceship, and then like it goes zooms over, pans over, and then there's this, this little shithead there. And like, see, I like, heard that Freddie Prince Jr. wanted to get killed because he doesn't want to dilute the franchise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That, that's a thing. Fr Freddie Prince Jr. is going around. <laughs> He's making up stuff about Star Wars Rebel, about Star Wars no. uh, Rogue One, about who directed scenes, and and he's uh, saying he doesn't want to dilute the brand. And you're like, uh -oh. what are you talking about, man? Come on, oh, Freddie. This was this was supposed to invoke uh, Animal House. So we were gonna have uh, <clears throat> Jason Sandula was killed in Vietnam by his own troops. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Apocalypse Senator, Sandula. Uh, Senator Binks. Uh, he. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say it. We got yeah. it. it. Wasn't good. Yeah. The uh, the uh, thing about it is like you know you you could see some young people with like green hair little punks and you're like oh that kid looks cool right like that guy that guy's a cool guy and he's doing the punk thing but the, the problem with it is the fucking green eyebrows that's what oh, dude man. <laughs> it's the eyelashes really too look at his eyelashes are yeah green too yeah a little green makeup on his on his eyes like eyelashes it, yeah i i i am <laughs> very cynical about this design um i just I wonder the Going kids who grew up with Bionicle are like, this is my shit now, Rob. I had Bionicle, but now it's this. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Me? Like, I mean, uh, I get it's one dude. It wasn't the whole point of the cartoon. You're all going to vote Rob being hyperbolic. But you have to understand, like, this shit comes across my desk, you know? And I'm like, I got to put this on a shirt. I mean, kid's going to get beat up for wearing this. Like, Rob, <laughs> Rob, you don't have a desk. Don't, don't like maybe you could put this face see if you put this face on a green heather shirt then you only see his face you don't see the hair and it looks even worse yeah. it's like that was always my favorite to do really fuck with them put on the wrong color body but, shirt got yeah when you, eyes. when you when you get down to it like um in uh you know like how they change the inquisitor and stuff this is like visually this is one of the ones where i'm like yeah go ahead and you know just do what you got to do you know, to make him. I hope they keep his big old ears. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that hey, that hey, that, hey. That, yeah, watch it. I got no, some of us ears. <laughs> you haven't got ears like that guy. 
<laughs> like, uh, the hell I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I sit very carefully in front of the camera so I'm not straight on. All right. That's like, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I I, I have the same mirror so I wear these headphones to hide them. But um, move. my ears won't fit in the headphones though, Jason. <laughs> so um Bestman Bulletin is going to Star Wars Celebration, so you could give him a coffee if you want. All right, here's the article from bestmanbulletin.com. It's been five years since the fan favorite, and once again, I, he didn't spell it like an American, animated Star Wars series, Star Wars Rebels, aired its final episode on Disney XD. During the finale, the series revealed that Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren were setting off on a quest to find their long-lost friend, Ezra Bridger, who disappeared to an unknown location after transporting himself and the sinister Grand Emerald Thrawn through hyperspace with the assist assistance of a species named the Pergil. They're space whales. Uh, the end of Rebels set up a future adventure for Tano and Wren something that was followed up briefly in the Mandalorian second season. When Tano came face to face with a character named the magistrate demanding to know the location of Thrawn, because if Ahsoka can track down Thrawn, she's closer to finding her lost friend. Thanks to a report from making star Wars. What? We know the magistrate is constructing a ship to venture out into the unknown galaxy to find the grand Admiral and that Ahsoka and Sabine will be heading to the same location to find Ezra Bridger. Fans of Rebels have hoped for a sequel series for some time, and it may seem it may seem by all account that accounts that the Ahsoka live action series is the sequel successor they've been asking for. As mentioned earlier, the Rebels finale set up a new adventure for Ahsoka and Sabine, but in one of its final scenes, it introduced fans to a brand new character, a character fans have been hoping to see for uh, see more of ever since. The Rebels series finale introduced fans to Jason Sandula, the spin-off, the, the offspring, I said spin-off, the offspring of the Twilight Captain of the Ghost, turned New Republic General, Harris Sandula, and the Jedi human, Kanan Jarrus, the latter of which sacrificed his life to save his friends. Since Jason's reveal, fans have often asked and hoped to see more from the character with some theorizing that the child could be Force-sensitive due to his father's connection to the Force and hoped he could learn the ways of, of the Jedi from Luke Skywalker. However... Or she got to gouge his eyes out, right? Just like hey, an hey, the, the, might be It might be pretty in purple. Give him a chance. Um, <laughs> however, since his um, reveal in Rebels, there's been little to no stories um, told featuring the character. But if a new report is accurate, that could be about to change. So according to a new report from Promo Bricks, Jason Sandula is slated to feature in a Lego set based on the upcoming live-action Ahsoka series. The set itself features the Ghost, a ship piloted by his mother Hera, who's also present in the set, along with an astromech droid, Chopper, the Mon Calamari shipbuilder Quarry, and an unknown male character with dark skin. If this report is accurate, which I believe it is, then we'll be seeing a live-action Jason Sandula in the Ahsoka series, which I'm sure will delight fans. The inclusion of Jason should not come as much of a surprise as it was revealed in Ahsoka footage shown last year that at Star Wars Celebration that his mother, Hera, who we exclusively reported will be played by Maria Elizabeth Winstead, should feature in this series, and a recent report from Making Star Wars mentioned 
that the epilogue from Star Wars Rebels finale in which Jason will, will be introduced will take place around the midway point of the Ahsoka series with the first half focusing on the New Republic story of sorts and the latter half following Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren in an unknown part of the galaxy in search of Ezra Bridger. Ahsoka is set to release later this year with the series lead Rosario Dawson previously revealing that the series will likely release this fall. Ahsoka is expected to have a large presence at this year's Star Wars celebration, which begins this Friday with an Ahsoka um, with an Ahsoka with Ahsoka receiving a dedicated panel on Saturday. Um, and uh, an Ahsoka trailer is set to debut either Friday or Saturday, as we exclusively reported two months ago. So, and then once again, you could give uh, Bespin some uh, block around money at Star Wars Celebration if you want to. So, yeah, but there we go. So, uh, Lego Lego leakers, thanks, thanks generally, Bespin. yeah, good good work, Lego thanks, leakers Bespin. and Bespin. Yeah. What yeah. was the site called? I don't I, I don't mean to like promo bricks. Promo bricks. Go good work, promo bricks. And I will say, like, over the course of all of this jazz, we haven't really had like Lego people fuck it up. That I could remember. Fire spray. You know what I mean? No, 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 I don't mean Lego doesn't fuck shit up. I mean like Lego oh. people who Legos. put stuff online from Lego early. They usually oh, like the stuff is usually like yeah. whatever they say it, it says it is. It it usually is. Do so, you think they're gonna paint the little green eyeliner on the Lego eyes? Like they'll put a little outline on them. Like, well, this this one, like once again, it's it's like what we like is that eyeliner a part of the character in in the show? Oh, I hope so. I because hope you know so. what I mean. <laughs> it it might not be. I yeah, but so. but no, but like I said, the the eyebrows are the part that make me. Think, like like if I just like it's just like a green haired kid who's like a punk and you're like oh the kid has green hair and then like I said it but it's like oh it just turns out he doesn't have to dye it to get, look like he's in Green Day you're like okay cool whatever it's Star Wars but when you have like the the green the green brows man that's that's the part where it's like what do what <laughs> that's that's, that's re remember that guy it reminds me of like of that guy from fucking Goodfellas you know what I'm talking about with like the fucking eyebrows that are like overly like dark like they dyed yeah. them black. Or when Ronald McDonald had like a Christmas brother who's green or the, the you know during Shamrock Shake week or something, right? He, he yeah, Sh old Shamrock Shake. <laughs> if he's I chubby, said, uh, we're gonna call him Shamrock Astro McDroid for a second. There, I was like McDroids. Astro <laughs> Astro McDonald. McDroid should have been a McDonald's tie-in for Star Wars. Get get a McDroid instead of a McDroid. It's an Astro McDroid. Yeah, yeah. But so Bespin, do you think? Um, I know we don't have. I don't think we have. You have anything on this, but just what you. What do you think? Do you think that like this character is going to probably play a prominent role in an episode, or you think that this is going to be like the you know epilogue slash prologue to this show, but the epilogue from Rebels playing in live action potentially? What What do you think? Would they Would they do that in a Lego set? I don't really pay that much attention. Well, what's the Lego set been for the Mandalorian? Um, one of them was the pirate attack, right? Um, right. Another one is the Fang Fighter. Um, is Bo-Katan in that set or something? And then uh, there's one more. There's another one. But So they've taken, at least for the Mandalorian sets, they've taken specific moments, big moments from um, the Mandalorian Season 3. So okay. you'd imagine that this is at least a significant episode, or at least, or sequence at least, early on in Ahsoka. 
So, yeah, he probably will play Prominent Run for at least one episode. Um, I just hope his design is a bit toned down. Like, Ezra has blue hair in the show, right? In the animated series. Like, it's very dark blue, but it's blue. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, but he's, and, and that one you could chalk up to style a lot to the style, right? Right. Maybe so, he's so Sallow the Hutt's kid secretly, like mm. you know, like it's a it's a subplot. Yeah. So <laughs> you, we assume he's gonna have black hair in the show. So yeah, maybe they'll tone this down so it's just not like light green. It's very very dark. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I. This isn't the character I necessarily needed to see again. Um, right. I'm excited to see Hera. I'm excited to see uh, the rest of the of the Rebels cast. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not particularly excited for this. I also want... He'll have to be the same age as he is here, right? Like, he's going to have to be... How old is he here? Like, five? Ma- Matthew Lillard will play him. Well, yeah, but we're, we're only like, what? This is... this the, that That part takes place around... Five years after Return of the Jedi in the in Rebels, oh, what they only originally Matthew said. Only Matthew Lillard can play Freddie Prince Jr.'s kid. Like, <laughs> so we're only like two <laughs> years out from this. So he's really mm-hmm. only going to be like t- maybe even two years. Seven. It's a it's yeah it's a and it's a wonky timeline. It could mm-hmm. be he could be anywhere between the same age and eight. I would say within their the the way that they explain time. <laughs> I would think. Mm-hmm. You, so you think they'll get one of those Stranger Things to be him? Get one of those. Me and Bespin were talking Fen- yesterday, and Fenegrand Wolfenheart, dude. I like I like what Bespin said. He said this, this little fucker should have been in uh, uh, Skeleton Crew. I was like, yeah, he should have been in Skeleton Crew. Yeah, yeah, like you know, at least some section of the fans would know who who that is. You know, when he shows up on screen in a trailer for that show or whatever. Um, again, like the four kids we've got in Skeleton Crew, none of them seem like they could they could be him. Um, You've got a kid with like black curly hair, and there's two um, girl kids, and then the macho Ebo kid. You know, um, you don't think maybe the hybrid, like when he hits puberty, he turns into a Max Rebo, do you? I would love for him to turn into <laughs> Max Rebo, like a green Max Rebo specifically. Um, yeah, Max Greenbow. Very good. So, uh, Farm Boy says Jason was born one year before A New Hope. So five years after Return of the Jedi, he'd be like ten. Is kind of like where he puts it, and that's 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 the right age for Skeleton Crew, and that's. But yeah, but to ten years old is somewhere around there. So yeah, but I I don't I don't think I, I don't know for for certain, right? I'm not sure, but I kind of wonder if we end up with like a point in the series where the the women are going to go to find Ezra. They're going to go like, you know, after the follow the path of the witch, so to speak. I don't know if they stow away on that ship. I don't know if they take the ghost. I don't know if they take uh, Ahsoka's ship. And, but I'm well. If we look one, at the, I, well, what does that say? Like what Lego leaks. What's that? The other Lego leaks. It's uh, Ahsoka's starfighter or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and that's her Sabine. The droid and inquisitor figure, and that so, that droid though is not something to overlook. Mm-hmm. That droid is that oh, droid yeah, is, is that his is, name? Is, yeah, yeah, and he's the guy who Ahsoka used to take Jedi Padawan to young younglings to become Padawans, 
as they got their lightsabers for the first time. And this guy's Kanan Jarrus's kid. And mm-hmm. so I, I could see like two scenarios where there is no connection. It just happenstance because Ahsoka went and got the droid. The droid was an important thing. He's up there in space waiting for people to come. Maybe at some point Ahsoka rescues him because he's important to the Jedi way, to the Jedi order, to that, that knowledge. So maybe she saves him and takes him with her. Or maybe they are taking this kid to him to get the lightsaber to like start, you know, start his, his, his stuff to start his like path. If he has like pod racing uh, career. Yeah. It's pod racing career, but you know, like, like his start, start building his lightsaber and start doing, you know, maybe they're going to do it without a Jedi master and maybe Ahsoka is going to somewhat aid him, but you know, not taking on a master specifically, but that kind of doesn't Luke school and get him killed by Kylo Ren. But, but why it doesn't make sense to me, if that is the case, is that when they take Grogu to um, Luke Skywalker, or she won't train Grogu because he has an attachment to, to, to Din. Mm-hmm. And so, so she's sort of going by Jedi doctrine with how that shit works. And she's like, nope, I'm not training him. Not me. And um, so, you know, I don't think she would train this kid considering he's 10 years old living with, with his mom on a spaceship, right? She clearly yeah. is attached to his mom. So it would be the same or similar uh, scenario. So, so rules would apply there, I would think, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what to, what, what, what to, what to make of, of that. Like, it's such a weird, weird connection, you know, to have all of do those things. Do you think, things. do you think the ghost crew will actually go to this new beyond location or do you think it's just going to be Sabine and, well, and Ahsoka? That, that's what I was, that's what I was going to suggest a minute ago is that the women are going out to, to, to go out there. And uh, if I were Hera, I'd be like, you guys have a good time because I'm not taking my 10 year old to the, to the fucking nowhere place, you know? So, so I could kind of see that being the, like, you know, we'll be waiting for you. And if we don't, we don't fly, we don't see you again. uh, We'll send out a, you know, we'll we'll send a search party. Maybe we'll we'll mourn you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll think about you on Christmas on space Christmas, but other, so yeah. So like, like that's, I could kind of see it going that way. Like I'm, I'm curious if they're if they're all if they're all going to come together like all of the um, classic rebels who were alive in this in this story, or if we're gonna or maybe by the end they will. But I kind of think like when we saw Zeb in Rebels and that you know and he's serving with as a pilot with the uh, what are they called like a Delphi or something I can't remember mm-hmm. what they're called uh, squadron. So he's like he's like he joined back up with the uh, Alliance or with the uh, Republic and he's like a fighter now. And then we have. Hera, who we knew know served in the in the the whole thing, but what's she doing now? What's she like? Is she like, you know, doing shipping stuff with her spaceship? I don't know. Like, what would her job be? But she well, also she has was, a kid. Um, it was after like five years after like the Battle of Yavin. She was still a general in the New Republic. We know that. In from the game, from the the, the VR game. I think it's from the game, but it's also from something else. I can't remember the other thing is. I was reading about it earlier when I was trying to find out if there's any other information on this kid. Okay. Because, like, again, the only other story is that she was separated from him once. Mm-hmm. And that's the only story we have about this kid. And that was, again, five years after Yavin. So, right. She, she's still, that's why I put it in there, like, with the first half of the season, you said it, it was going to take uh, place mostly with the New Republic. So, I assume that's where we'll see this kid and our ghost crew um, for the most part. Um, and then, obviously, the latter half of the season is, as you mentioned before. Sabine, Ezra, 
all in the unknown location, the new beyond yeah. or whatever it's called. Right. So, so I don't think we'll get like a ton with this kid. I do think it's a missed opportunity not having him in scouts and groups. It would have been pretty cool if like Hera decided to go with them and then like for some reason dropped him off under the care of like somebody on Navarro. Cause yeah. Cause the Mandalorians on Navarro and like, so could be like, I know a guy who would protect him, yeah. you know, or something. And, I don't know, then he gets trapped with the kids and Jude Law and whatever else happens to them. But I think there right. should have been ways to have included him. I think he would have fit well into into that show based off of what we know of it. And it's easier to sell that show if you've got a Force-sensitive kid. Because um, people compared it to Stranger Things, right? Remember, like, that early on? I know yeah. it's, like, Amblin, wherever. But yeah. um, they were calling it, like, uh, Stranger Things in Space or whatever. Lucasfilm also was, has hired a ton of Stranger Things people and Netflix people. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. So if, if there was a trailer and or poster even, and it's him in smack bang in the middle, hand out, like using the force. Mm-hmm. Like that works very well for the Stranger Things marketing, right? Because of the powers that Eleven has. Yeah. And just got like the fun friends around her. So that should have kind of been applied here. Um, and again, like you said, a lot of Stranger Things people, Netflix people over at Lucasfilm these days. So they would have understood the appeal of that, you would have thought. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's probably not worth understating, though, the fact that it, once again, Kanan, Kanan's son is on a ship with a, a robot who builds lightsabers. It's it's mm-hmm. only a matter of time. Well, and we don't so, know who's on that ship yet. We don't, we don't know for certain? Well, we, Ahsoka has a set, which is her Starfighter, with Sabine, uh, I think is his name Ho Yang. Is that his name? Yeah, oh. yeah. And then David Tennant. We'll just call him David Tennant. Yeah. David Tennant. And then um, uh, an Inquisitor that looks like a knight. Mm-hmm. So, and then his, this other set is the Ghost set, which is him, Hera, Chopper, uh, an unknown male character, and uh, Quarry, a monk calamari shipbuilder. So, so separate sets. What what is Quarry from? Season two of Rebel. Ro- Rebel so is Quarry. is there a chance that that this Ahsoka set is really just a Rebel set from like the 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 last bit of of Rebels, and it serves because the ghost is in it, but they don't have to give it away. Like, do, do you think maybe maybe they're pulling something like that on us? I don't think so. Like I said, that guy's in season two, and there's also a character in there that we that nobody knows. So it seems like there might be a new character involved. With yeah. the ghost Lego set as well, I think it is from the show. I think it is like a new scene, new sequence, um, and it's got to be something of significance. I imagine just based off of the Mandalorian Lego sets that's coming out this this year. Yeah, um, you know, like they're doing the Fang Friday, doing the pirate attack. There is another one. I think there's another one with Bo. I'm not too sure, but um, mm-hmm. all of them have been significant. Yeah. So, and they're all fairly early on, outside of the Fang Fighter. Um, okay. and the ones we know about this as well is also the ship you talked about with the magistrate um, and Balon and Shin mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other characters that's a one set this one with Jason's another and then you've got the Ahsoka Starfighter uh, set as well so right. they are likely all from the first four episodes right so. Right. yeah I, 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 would, I would imagine that that's how it's going we were talking last night when we were discussing this stuff and um, 
man, it was it was a bummer conversation because we keeps it real, and we 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 kind of were coming to the to the conclusion that they're not probably gonna do shit with Thrawn and Ezra, and the fact that we have <laughs> yeah. Balon and Shin in these Lego sets probably means that the trailers and such and promos are going to present them as the bad guys to be you know to be feared and then because they're going to probably do the media rollout where it's like oh though who are these new dark side force users Mm -hmm. Uh oh they're really pulling the strings and then as it goes on it's like thrawn and the 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 bigger fish is actually him and that they're gonna drag it out right jason drag it drag it out out Right, you take yeah. eight episodes before you redu- you introduce a villain. Right at the very end, and then you say you can say you did it, so it's there. Mm-hmm. You can shut up. You like it. It's good. I like it. Shut up. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm I'm afraid that it that that shut that's I, I really fucking hope that's not not what happened. Because yeah, we were going back on it for like about an hour, right, or something, like discussing what we think the marketing of the trailer is going to be, yeah. showing the celebration, and uh, as I I'm always the like the pessimist out of us two, which is shocking. Because you're not very like optimistic in general, um, so yeah, we uh, yeah. I was like, no, just look at all the marketing. All the marketing is generally pretty shit. Um, yeah. Like you know, well, you, you know, you know what happens though is like, for instance, like like Santa, Meg, they're they're very optimistic, right? Mm. So then my my reactionary nature makes me become the pessimistic one who then tries to keep it real. But when Jeez. you come in keeping it very real, then I go, well, okay, let's see it from a different way. And then and then we end you up mean, going down You that mean my hole. way, right? The Rob the way. way. You just <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Rob way. No. Let's be honest. Meg is optimistic on Santa's show, but then when she comes, I know I know she's feeling down because she shows up on our show. And I'm like, oh yeah. That's what <laughs> she she's thought about it. that episode. She's like, I'm feeling week. down. I'm about- going out with these guys. No. It's like I watch rewatch Book of Boba Fett. Now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> to complain, <laughs> like, <all right. laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I took your hat. Um, you want to answer Aria's question? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he has a white beard. Yeah, got got a little little Santa beard, little little Santa beard. So not the actual Santa grows, beard, but yeah. You think that kid hits puberty a little early and he starts getting a green mustache, like a really cheesy Vince McMahon style mustache? <laughs> he goes like a fucking goatee. It's like, no, no, he grows a Kurtz pussy-eating beard when he's like 30 and it's green. He grows like, the oh. Kurtz. <laughs> no, don't do it, dude. Yeah, the Amish beard. He needs to have a mullet as well. I'd like to see him with a green mullet. Yeah. Like a cow in the customization options yesterday. Um, can... Can Chris Spreezy go and see this Lego set somewhere? This is what he's asking. Um, no, no, I don't think they've put out the figures out from it. No. Yeah. Does he? Does he have long hair? Down don't there. Know. <laughs> yeah, down, we don't down know. there. I don't know. Like oh. I, I've, I've seen some of the Lego figures, but like they're missing pieces. Like I've seen Shin, and like she hasn't like got a, a either a hair piece or a or a helmet or whatever she's gonna wear on top. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Like the same thing with Balon. Like I haven't seen a helmet of him. I've just seen his face. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I so seen like, Jason. It's like there could be a helmet that goes to that 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 is missing from the the set, mm-hmm. so to speak. Or it might that might be it. Like Shin might just have such short blonde hair. They just like don't even give her one. I mean, it's it's possible, right? And she could have a helmet, so that's why the face is what it is. It's yeah. yeah and then again, I'd imagine. Based off of the epilogue of Rebels, this is how he's gonna look. 
he's going to have like hair similar in length to this. I don't think, I don't see why they'd give him long hair. I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Like, if that's going to be the midway point of the of the series, he's going to look pretty close to this, right? Yeah, yeah. I would think. <laughs> like, I would. I would. I would think that wait. it would be. Yeah, it would be. You know, a natural extrapolation of this design in some way. But once again, when you look at look at all of the rebels characters, Sans Zeb, um, or all of the animation characters, like you know Count Dooku, it goes the other way, but he doesn't have a big square face. Uh, they changed the blue of of Cad Bane. Um, they made him more realistic. They yeah, this down. Yeah, this is why I think they'll a human tone on his hair. So. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll tone down his hair. I think they'll be more dark. But um, he's gonna look Vespa like, right? He's the green Vespa because we got the red, the blue, the yellow, the black. He'll be the green Vespa. I mean, ho- hopefully, what they what they've done is they they got a a kid with like really cool black hair, and then they like kind of like tint it to the green, and yeah. it's like it looks yeah. like kind of punk, but it like looks kind of like kind of like natural but neat, like and then so so there's there's a they chance. Also eyebrows. And I'm hoping that they don't have to do the eyebrows because they're black. Like, like <laughs> Keith Ledger in The Dark Knight, right? They did that. Oh man, black with the little green bits in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all why so serious? Ha, sorry. <laughs> okay, with those eyebrows, and he gets punched <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Max Rebo kid will bully him. You know, but I would, I would, I would have to imagine because Ahsoka has a a ship, and she's already with Homegirl with Sabine and stuff like that for a lot of it. We mm-hmm. think. I'm wondering if it's going to be like, if like she needs their help because this Inquisitor, that's the mindfuck, right? Yeah. And initially, like if you if you guys read my article from a, a couple of days ago, I was like literally asking, did Balon used to be an Inquisitor? Like, is there any you know is there anything to that? And then like and then there's this Inquisitor actually in in the show, and I started like thinking about like like what are some like they're almost like play scenarios for, for for your toys at this point because we don't we're missing these pieces and i'm like so i was like at first i was like well if you have seven star destroyers and they get zip zapped away into another place and those seven star destroyers there could have been a, an inquisitor on one of thrawn's star destroyers who's just like waiting to go fight somebody and he's just on the star destroyer but uh and then now he's in the show but then that series that that set doesn't really say you know, we're we're going out to uh, the Ezra Thrawn territory. Mm-hmm. To me, at this point, anyways, it, that and, and and then so, and then we have um, the 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 uh, droid building character, um, the uh, droid who builds lightsabers on the other ship, right? Not on his ship, on the other ship. So we got those things separated. We we have like a line between them. They haven't come together in terms of of the of the uh, arcs. So it's like them separated. Gotta keep them separated, or that kid's gonna become a Jedi on the show and he'll just be like, I'll solve it all. And so so we we end up with like a kind of like a, a weird thing where I'm like, you know, if because because he's it's implying that an inquisitor attacks them, right? Attacks Hera. Yeah, it seems no, not Hera, Ahsoka oh, and Sabine. Ahsoka and Sabine. So it's an Inquisitor and Ahsoka and Sabine. And Hoyan. And yeah, and the lightsaber. Okay. So it's like, yeah, just this is so fucking right. bizarre. Yeah. And like, again, when like, I told you about the Inquisitor the other day, like mm-hmm. 
we questioned Phil Wizen and Quiz, uh, and I was like, I've seen him. I've, I've seen what he looks like. He's, yeah. He looks like a knight. Like he, I sent you a, a picture of. Yeah. Kind. Of, it's not it, but it, it kind of looks like it, but it has like more like uh, like slits where the eyes are supposed to be, and then um, he, apparently he does have an Inquisitor lightsaber. It's got the circle, wherever you know the circle hilt. So yeah. it, it seems by all accounts he's an Inquisitor. Um, he may not be, but if you've given him that lightsaber. He's in like black armor. Chances are he, he is right. Um, yeah, he yeah, might not be. Boy, I hope they're handled better. I mean, they did not. But they did not. They did not go over very well last time. I'm not saying they can't. Just I hope. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is where if they don't. I mean, they they came over the the, the time before they came over stellar. They they came off stellar in uh, Fallen Order. That it's great. It's fantastic. It looks great. Plays yeah, well. It's technically animation still. Yeah. But it's it's very realistic looking. Like there's there's nothing that happens in that game that couldn't have been in terms of of that performance that couldn't have been li- live action. And um, so so that's why I'm like that that that's that's where I do see like the criticism of those characters in um, Kenobi, but specifically yeah, even like I've seen, you know you've seen you've seen people redo the design of the Grand Inquisitor, and yeah. then you've got to. Uh, a character of the same species inside Fallen Order who looks like uh, not Fallen Order the, uh, um, the survivor, yeah. yeah, who looks very accurate to the the rebels like iteration of them, and uh, you know, so they they could have done a better job. But again, but I my... I actually I like Obi Wan. I know, I do too. Yeah, yeah. no, same. And and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. No, it, it, <laughs> no, I I I enjoy it for like for like what it's actually like attempting to do. I guess. Mm-hmm. But but what I'm trying to say is yeah when after I watched Kenobi a bunch I was like I'm not like a crazy Inquisitor fan I'm like I love the Inquisitors like so I was just kind of like whatever it did, didn't really offend me because I don't kind of don't give a shit about them that right. much I'm just like whatever it's fun but when I watched the Jedi Fallen Order like game cut as a movie that's when I started to be like oh man this played better and they've been shot better and everything like that before. And it's not like right. it's not like like Riva as a character is is that's not what I'm like critiquing. I'm critiquing like the, the the thing holistically, in the way the way that that the they were handled, that they were looked at and shot, and it, was, it could have been a lot better. And that that's I where I kind of seem. Mm-hmm. I know this would seem sacrilege in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I'm certain anyone one of your sources right now is tuning the shows, but that fucking dude should shut up. You, know, you should idiot. shut the fuck up. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. But there. Given that they're giving Pakistani journalists a whole opportunities in Star Wars to experiment, it's not a, and I'm not saying that as a slight, I'm saying that as they're literally giving people who don't have the experience to do something because they have creative talent. It's not a stretch to at least try to give some of these video game cats, the writers, directors, art directors, a chance at a series, right? Like, like, oh, yeah, I, I, that, that's Fallen what order and survivor, but, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. the animation studios have put together the visual effects and stuff. I just, just try something. Just, I don't know. Like the people who wrote that material mm-hmm. who actually, I don't know. Cause those game scripts are so, those things are like the King James Bible, bro. Like for any game, they're fucking crazy. So you really come to know characters when you're writing stuff, you know, like yeah. for games at that level. Like, like I was telling you the other day though, I watched all of uh, Chinoy's, uh, Bay Chinoy's like document, not all of them, but a bunch of them. And uh, she can do some establishing shots. She can tell a narrative. She could she could put it all I'm together. Complicated. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, 
I actually kind of have more confidence in her than some people that I've seen make movies before. But before to, her announcement, yeah, a typical, before like, I was let's like, say what? Snyder, right? A typical person in LA, if I said, hey, mm-hmm. this documentarian should be given a Star Wars, they'd look at me like I'm fucking crazy. In the same way that, you know, uh, a producer would look at me <clears throat> like I'm nuts when I mentioned the video game people working on it on some level, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but for given, sure. But but I also, I, I remember a... Snyder saying like, like her her number one thing is that she's a um, she's like Pakistani. a journalist on Google. No, not Pakistani. Jo- oh, a, a, oh. a a journalist is what it says on Google. So at least like that's not what that's not what you want for like your new Star Wars director, you know? Because like he's kind of like implying like you want like a rock star. I kind of think though, like as I was thinking about that, I was like, I get what he's saying. I don't necessarily disagree with that from a from a, I want to make a splash like PR perspective, but when you look at it like in reality, um more likely that she's not going to just walk away because you know like netflix gave her a, a deal to make you know battlestar galactica or something so it's like an agent an agent way of speaking right like hollywood mm-hmm. agents not cia agents or agents of evil <laughs> maybe um like uh who's the guy who 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 runs uh ari the guy who runs the ufc company that endeavor right they just bought the wwe oh okay ari Ari, what's his face? He was oh, like one Dan- of the biggest... are you are you trying to say that Dana White is the real Inquisitor? No, Sorry. no. there's a guy who runs all that name Ari. He used to be one of the biggest agents in Hollywood. Like to this day, he still has a lot of Ari Gold sway and shit. Huh? Ari Gold? No, nobody um, gets that no, reference. Dude who runs Endeavor, dude. So, oh well, there was uh, the show Entourage. Ari Gold was like the best. Yeah, Ari, any guy, any guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's named after Ari, the real Ari, right. Ari Emanuel. Yeah. So any guy, anytime you see an agent named Ari in a TV series, that's based off Ari Emanuel. So I, I had like, I had I had lunch with uh, Umberto Gonzalez at Comic Con one time. So I've lived Entourage. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> he he would take that as a compliment. I know. You know he loves the show. I'm, that's why. That's why <laughs> yeah. I said it. I love him. I got I, man. Umberto was there for me. I'm never gonna hear me complain yeah. about Umberto. So I'm not. I'm not complaining, man. I like him. <clears throat> but that is part of Hollywood. That's part of Hollywood. The power lunches, the power brokers, Dwayne Johnson kind of thing. Yeah, but we are moving into a world where Unreal Five, Unreal Engine Five, is less a game engine and more of a real-time movie studio. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing they're not telling you when they show you all these photorealistic assets. Okay, that can be built. what Rob not what cause... Rob is saying is video games <laughs> and movies be fucking. That's what you're saying. The Mandalorians, the the is us looking in the first time. We're we're <laughs> cucking it, right? Like, <laughs> and you're like, it's not as good as I imagined Wait, it. it are you better. saying Unreal <laughs> just just cucked Star Wars? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It took away the compositing and green screen, and it's cucking us right now with visual effects. I never thought I was going to yeah. make that. At the, you know, all, <laughs> of all the weird shit that's gone down today, that was not on my list, Jason. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Santa just spit up his nog. So like <laughs> I need the I need to make that graphic. I need the Santa yeah. spitting up his nog graphic. Spit so up the nog. But but I, I do think look man, the story's being told in Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. I can make all the Zelda jokes I want because I will. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But the stories they're as serious as like they're not the MCU DC films kind of stories where something serious has happens and then they're cracking two jokes to make you, you like forget that some serious shit. Like in the way Avatar had some serious shit, they weren't making jokes inside the fucking whale's brain when they were drilling into it, you know? Like, oh God, oh, and then they vomit or some goofy, stupid shit like that. Like, the, and, and look, I know everyone likes the Blue Beetle trailer. I love that actor. 
but there's a scene in that trailer where he gets the blue beetle like thing and he's like he's on the wall transforming into this guyver like thing and he's clearly in pain but then all of his family's doing this community donald glover like improv oh oh my god oh my god ah! like you're like is that three different scenes composited together and that's the kind of thing i'm saying you don't see that in the games right mm-hmm. so so they're not like in for whatever reason i don't know how those decisions get made but it's it's unfortunate because you're like man it, you, you got a moment that you, you could feel like oh shit that's fucked up and then they they're goofing on it like if in imagine in um district nine when he turns into the fly he's like everyone's making goofy improv jokes it you wouldn't yeah. remember the, it wouldn't play the same no if if i were if i were lucasfilm and and you know you, you do your like your your safe ones you know your, your your series for disney plus that are safe your fan service is safe things and when you're doing that like if i were them i'd be looking at the fact that it like they have right now two games that are probably telling a very good story and the first game tells a very good story and the last of us that game didn't fuck up that hbo show at all the fact that it was a game i would also neil Druckmann did direct episodes of the last of us as well there we go the actual game director yeah yeah so so like i would bring those people in and i would have them do a fallen order fucking a safe like three season show with one season per game story and just yeah. fucking like like you know take the easy win and make people I, happy because th- i would thank appreciate you jason it. <laughs> yeah that's all i've been saying mm-hmm. for a number of years lucasfilm needs some easy wins and it does make it more difficult for themselves sometimes you know yeah like, i don't want them to adapt fallen order into a tv series or into a movie no i would just rather take no. the creatives that are over there and have them work on a brand new project yes yeah. like yes. you always see these people who kind of talk down on video games that are always saying oh this deserves to be a movie this deserves to be a show yeah like there's many like creators on youtube that do it and it's like i just don't think they respect the art form of video games like it genuinely like annoys me when yeah let me address this comment Uh, martin says no neil Druckmann's a woke bad producer i personally work with neil Druckmann, right before last of us before he was any of that stuff when he was a when he was someone you didn't know at Naughty Dog, and he's not, you're full of shit, Martin. Sorry, you can stop that nonsense now. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I personally, like I was saying earlier, enjoyed watching the Fallen Order cut, the the movie mm-hmm. cut of it. You know, and if I only had like one like critique of it, it was just the editing. Not the person who made the video did a great job, but the fact that you know they're, they're working with like the game to make it. And yeah. like, if it was really set up, like if they could convert that and use the, like Unreal or just take it and just fucking upscale it and do everything, like, well, that's fucking fantastic. That's what I was trying to tell you, and I've told you, and you've agreed with it. But I, mm-hmm. I want to reiterate here is very quickly, very quickly, the assets they make for these games are going to be able to be used in a series. So you could yeah. very easily mm-hmm. be taking those assets that you're you're you're, you're sharing. What's Amazon's here? Production right. cost. So what's brilliant about this is you're sharing the production cost. So if you're like, hey, we got a $300 million video game we're going to make, right? And yeah. we can also amortize the cost of that over and, and use those same assets into live action production. And if we're casting the role for that game, the way they cast Sam Witwer to, you know, to visual, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Witwer was cast because he also looked like they wanted Starkiller to look like Sam Witwer. So whoever they cast in a new series, they can cast those the same visual actors, you know, if they want to. Mm-hmm. And then that yeah. makes a game series that's tied into, but not an adaptation, tied into 
a live mm. action series way more feasible, right? Like, yeah. Well, on that logic, they really should have used uh, the Fortress Inquisitorius, this Infall Order in uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi series, because in Kenobi, it looked like the design of it in Fall Order is fantastic. Like I think, anyway, um, and it lost a lot of its appeal, to, at least to me, in the Kenobi series because we've seen it done so much better. Right, Martin says, "Well, you just have to check the reviews of the Last of Us Part Two. Everyone hates it." Hey, man, I've checked out the reviews for the prequels. Everyone hates those too, right? So you, yeah, but the me. reviews, the reviews right? for the Last no, of the Us Part no, Two, no, no, the reviews for the prequels, the prequels, mm. George Lucas are their childhoods. Remember that bullshit? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it, the yeah. reviews for yeah. the actual you, 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 you can live in a confirmation bubble yeah i don't mean to cut you off but martin you can live in a confirmation bubble if you want all right yeah. the reviews but, for the last are like extremely positive like from critics it's just audience <laughs> score that's like divided yeah. Yeah. you know just like the last jedi again so i remember telling like friends like months and months and months before that game came out i was like it's going to be the last jedi video games like that's how i felt about it and yeah that's kind of what it became and I love Last of Us Part Two. Well, the uh, the uh, the same people that were trying to you know burn down my house over the Last Jedi, uh, I saw them all leave me alone and go fuck with that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 2017. So same people. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Remember when Last Tim Schafer brought out an actual sock puppet to the Game Awards just to make? It... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. I love that. Carlos says, "Greetings from Spain, Jason." Um, land the biggest hug for all. Hey, dude, go out there, Carlos, and get some Andor picks. Come on, man, you can do it. It's right in your backyard. You have I... For real, for real <laughs> man. Like, you're right out for there. For real, man. Go, we got... go to Valencia. You know, yeah. <laughs> not California, Spain. Valencia, California. Stay away from. It's not. No, it's not worth it. Oh yeah, it's all right. Um, uh, Mike Porter woke this morning, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, anyways, yeah, I, I um to go back to what what we were what you're kind of saying yeah, like, with that with, with like assets being made in that game probably being what they would use to some extent um in a CGI version or when when CGI was was uh, applicable, like that that kind of stuff is just like uh, I would I would I love it if I could watch Fallen Order as even if it was an animated Unreal Engine film. Mm-hmm. um because uh, i like the, i like the game but honestly like sometimes i want to watch that story but i don't want to go push fucking boulders around <laughs> in a cave right. for like fucking two hours to get to the next story part and uh but it's like as like a three-hour story it's it's good and um but, and i actually enjoy it more than more than some of the television shows we've had i mean there, there could very easily be a situation where they do <clears throat> figure out a knights of the old republic series but all of the props the digital assets that are built for a game also go to the live action series and then you have a new game series and you have a new live action series they're telling two separate stories mm-hmm. you know with the same assets and yeah. a lot of the same actors you know what i mean a lot of the same actors yeah um, could be that would that off. would be nice so, because then there would, there would just be like yeah like that looks like it should look you know that's and, that's and what, it would be one of those It'd be mm-hmm. one of those fucking what do they call mic drop moments? Because like, what Star Wars used to do was throw down the gauntlet, like look at this shit we did, you mm-hmm. know. And there hasn't been a lot of that from Star Wars in a long time, long well, time. Well, because we haven't had a film since 2019, you know. 
Yeah, but even the visual effect for the films haven't won the Oscars. But to do some big uh, project yeah, like that, yeah, they're never going to win. Their biggest influence. Star Wars is never going to win an Oscar because it's like the fucking epitome of summer. Like if a fucking Jaws would never win an Oscar, even if it came out. To, if Jaws came out today, uh, just knowing what Jaws is, they wouldn't do it. I, I don't think. Avatar uh, won. So if Star Wars can because, win, if Avatar wins. Yeah, but Avatar is not as not doesn't mean the same thing. If they to, decide to, to throw a gauntlet down, which is what I believe they need to do, they need to they but, need if they're not going to make one a bu- every year like the MCU, then they need to throw the big gauntlet down on the stop. movies. I I think it's fucking bullshit that the Matrix won over Phantom Menace for that bullshit fucking lame ass fucking effect that does not even hold up today compared to the work. <laughs> I would agree to, to, the, to the innovation. It deserved a nomination, but it did not deserve to win the visual you know, effects that year. Yeah. I mean, like, like, Look, yeah, the, 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 the Matrix Phantom Menace similar. was innovative. No love because it's Star Wars. The, but, the, but the I, I'm with you, brother Rob, the, the television series aren't fucking pushing the boundaries for the most part at all. Like in that, like stagecraft is amazing. That's, that's an, an that's a way it furthered uh, filmmaking, the possibilities, using an old technique in a new way but at the same time it's not like you know but i never it's here's basic. here's what the uh, hollywood learns wrong lessons folks okay yeah. like i've i've been in this game long enough to know that when something cool comes along hollywood finds a way to fucking learn the wrong lesson as with as yeah. with any great bureaucracy unfortunately mm-hmm. so like stage comes out and we're like wow look they figured out a way to solve the the blue screen problem so people can visually see the effects on screen you get the lighting and you can do this like on a budget but then hollywood goes no we can hand this over to the Marvel guys and they can use this to make big budget movies on a cheap faster. Mm. Right. So we can cut our visual effects down by half. And now everyone on in film, not just on TV is walking around in a fucking volume room. And you're like, this all, and, and you're, and you're looking at it on a giant screen. Right. So you're like, this shit looks so cheap, man. Like, it's like, okay. It looks full disclosure. worse than the blue screen. Like <laughs> f- full disclosure. I was going to have to build the married with children set for Rob to today. Uh, but the show couldn't afford it. So Rob is actually on the volume right now. So I feel like a hypocrite saying anything bad about it. Jason, don't lie. Just tell everyone I'm in Santa's living room right now in Ohio. Like this is actually where Santa <laughs> lives. Awesome. That's how I got Meg's hat. She left it here. I just, I took it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, but look, you can do Jaws. The way the way the way look, I, I was going to say the Matrix is very similar to the way Maverick got a visual effects thing, in that it's a bunch of visual effects where you're not seeing a lot of them. There's so many digital sets in the first matrix film that you can't tell like when when um mm-hmm. uh, trinity's in that room with the phone a lot of those backdrops are totally digital rooms you know like they were or, or digital extensions and stuff so but it's all shot in the dark and so like they shot in a way that you can't tell so yeah that big effect got them but there was a lot of little ones that you people weren't realizing were with the way they were using doubles the way they were taking the cities and compositing multiple parts of australia but, together to create fictional yeah, cities i don't i don't know like unless they make those really impressive like visual effects reels i don't think that it like the academy recognizes visual effects that they can't well see. they used to when we had cine you know? jason the academy because the visual effect remember, visual effects people are nominating it's not mm-hmm. a, the academy isn't it's not the Jedi Council, right? There's not three people sitting in the room deciding all the awards. It's it's of your no. peers. No, no, that, so, that's and that's that's what I'm the, saying is like where I don't they are think, seeing these. Yeah, where they mm-hmm. are seeing these is at um, uh, Hugo's desk covered it out in New Zealand. They, they would have those those big. They've had like Weta gave a giant 
presentation on the way they they use the volume and then recomposited the volume effects in the batman mm-hmm. none of that footage is available to us as a consumer we we are not allowed to see it they're not allowed to share it because probably because there's proprietary software in those 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 demonstrations okay. but they see it that's what seagraph and stuff was there for they would go and do those kinds of presentations because they also share a lot of the technology like on avatar 2 all the technology they built for refracting water right and creating water light and the way water refracts and all this stuff right they made open source they brought it out to the they made it completely right. open to the visual effects community and, and and as well as compositing they came up with a whole crazy compositing trick um to deal with because light changes when you're underwater as opposed to outside of water and those systems have to change on a dime and so they had to create all these like things that I man hugo's desk covers it. go go watch hugo's desk on youtube their avatar mm-hmm. stuff you want to see because that guy's a yeah. professional compositor so he gets into the technical assets but what i'm just trying to say is you can i think the matrix deserved a nomination the way the maverick deserved a nomination a lot of mm-hmm. things you can't tell but the winner should be the spectacle and star wars if their movies should be a big we're throwing the gauntlet down and you can still have puppets but you just gotta like you gotta do something and i do think if they were like we're shooting a two film series that's also a, a, a tv thing and a video game because we're amortizing those those props across unreal right and mm-hmm. a lot of those assets can be reused and we if they threw something big down dude like that's all i'm asking like make yeah. star wars fucking i don't want to say that i'm not gonna do that make star wars <laughs> great again don't i don't want to do it man <laughs> don't don't say, that's how that's how racism gets you, right? You guys say this it enough; how, it's in the back of our fucking brains. This is right? this is why. This is why you got to teach CRT. This is That's why, why you got to teach CRT. This is why <laughs> in the system, you are indicted. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, wait, when you said you proprietary, <laughs> I remembered um, a few years ago um, a Japanese airline was launching a BB-8 jet, and they're like, "Will you come out and cover it?" And, you know, you could come on the plane and we'll, you know, give you some peanuts and champagne. And I was like, fuck, sure. So I, I go down there and um, BB-8's there. The real BB-8 from from episode eight, seven and eight. Oh. And um, I'm like, wow. So I'm like, like, you know how like BB-8 has like that eye? I'm like getting pictures like in the eye hole and shit. I'm like, because like, it's like right there. He's just like with me. I'm just like with the real BB-8. Well, nice. the 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 performer, the guy, um, I think you're probably about to go pay for his autograph at, at Celebration. BMO. Um, it's the BMO um, guy. I took a picture of the remote, and they freaked out. They freaked out, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they made me delete custom. it. So then, I, so then I deleted it, and then I just removed it from the trash and put it back in my phone. I never put it out because I'm like, you know, I, I, I wanted to see it. But that's why I took a picture. As much as when people say things like, oh, I would just wish visual effects would get good, people don't understand that this is the problem when you have 12 vendors on a film. Like, like on Avatar, they had a problem where they had all these visual they, they had done Weta had figured out all these fire effects, right? Right. But the big the big end sequence in Avatar when that sh- when the quartz jumps out the ship with the mech thing and the ship crashes behind him and explodes, that's that was handed off to ILM. And and uh Weta could not share the fire techniques that they had come up with with ILM mm-hmm. because it's all proprietary. Like there's trademarks and all sorts of shit on that. So like they had to look at the footage and then reverse engineer and match all that fire up. And that's just it's like you just you're trying to get the shots done, but now you have to go invent technology to, to just to, you have to invent the tools to get 
to that, right? So the, all these are super challenges that have to be met, and time is not your friend, you know, ever. Uh, for people going to celebration, Carlos tells us uh, La Fosa del Rencor will be on Friday the 7th at 12.30 doing a panel at the celebration. Everybody who comes gets a gift. Uh, his promise, not mine. But uh, yeah, so so go and you guys are going to celebration on Friday the 7th at 12.30. You're not doing anything. You don't already have like a thing lined up. Go and, and, and watch watch their podcast. Sounds cool. He says, uh, the first podcast in Spanish on a celebration, we will talk about the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Nice. That's cool. So yeah, ch check it out, guys. Hopefully next by the next celebration, I'll learn Spanish. Me, me and Penny have been been trying to learn Spanish. We, we got an app and everything. But um, You but want I'm, my advice? Mm -hmm. If you really want to learn? Watch cartoons? Get Sesame Street. There's yeah. Spanish Sesame Street. Like seriously, that's the only way mm -hmm. I was learning when I was a kid. And the minute I stopped watching it, I just deleted it. But that was the Sesame Street was the best because they focus on so many, so many like individual bits, you know, that all tie together. I don't want to get yeah. into it. But, you know, yeah. 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 But anyways, uh yeah, that's uh an ex-girlfriend of mine from Mexico. She was like, she told me she's like, just keep watching cartoons in Spanish. Like that's the best way. And then start watching after you start to really be able to comprehend it. Then start watching um, films after that that you know it'll help. And then uh, she said like that's how her family learned learned English when they came over here was was by watching um, cartoons. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense, you know, because it's sort of like very simple, basic. Not language. our woke cartoons. Everyone's oh, got shit. green eyebrows and shit, you know. Like... <laughs> the <laughs> green back, Jason. You know what it is? Is it's 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 OAC's green agenda or whatever her name is. What do they call it? I like how the leader of the fascist party has green in her name. It's just, there's an irony to it, right? Jason? <laughs> Look at this green party agenda getting pushed in my star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mart Martin says YouTube is the, is the best way to learn. That's probably, probably really true too. Yeah. Especially for like how people actually so speak to some extent. Yeah, but Martin, the algorithm just, is just sending you to Neil Druckmann woke videos. Like, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Careful with that algorithm, Martin. It's yeah. A, too, it's a double-edged sword, is all I'm saying. <laughs> it turns out when I, when I speak Spanish, I'm very far right. But when I speak English, I'm very far left. <laughs> I don't know why. But, uh, but yeah. Um, all right, well, guys, I, I I think we did it, right? I think we kind of hit on the uh, the uh, day's news tonight. I'm going to see Mario, so I gotta. I'm gonna have to pick up the kids from from school. We're gonna go and and get our secret snacks, um, sneak them in my, because my, I just got bills. Mm -hmm. My screenings tomorrow night. You know, my buddy was like, "I heard the story." I'm like, "It's fucking Mario, man!" Like, all I want from this movie, right? Yeah. Here's my expectations going into Mario. Mm -hmm. I just want it to be, I want it to just feel like we're watching a 3D version of the Unreal Engine 5 Mario game we're not going to get for another 50 fucking years because yeah. Nintendo moves on technology. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just want to see Mario at the highest graphical fidelity ever because we're never getting that in games. Like, it's just, yeah. we're going to be stuck with the fucking Switch for another 20 years. Like, Oh, yeah. For, for, Carlos says says uh my girlfriend spoke english or spoke spanish better than me she also spoke english better than me so whatever that means <laughs> can't confirm, uh, can't confirm. Uh, what do you call it uh 
yeah for, like for, for me like with mario i mean it's like it's just a movie i wanted since i was like probably seven or eight years old when i was looking at the manual to the original mario game and getting nintendo power and stuff and like looking at like the cartoons i was like why isn't this a good cartoon and then when the cartoon did come out i was like yeah it's cool because i knew what it was so i didn't expect there to be very much and it came out like every day and i was just like yeah cool but like if they actually like make like a mario movie and it's just like if it's just fun that that's all i fucking need right here if it was like legend of zelda i would actually say zelda like legend of zelda would need to like actually have a good script probably but if it's if it's mario and it's just kinetic and fun and it moves then you know and it's better than a dreamworks general dream dreamworks movie i'll be happy like that's kind of what i'm fine know. if it's as good as the first minions movie which i actually really enjoyed my my kids enjoyed enjoyed them but it 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 pisses me off when i show them a really good song and they're like that's a minion song and i'm like no it's not you know but here's here's how i am with this movie just it could just be all levels from games we've seen before recreated in stunning h cgi like super visual effects i i just want to fucking see mario the way we're never we're never getting a great looking game you know it's we're going to be stuck with Varying degrees of GameCube quality with Nintendo from here on out. Like, no, okay. that's is any difference between the GameCube and, and, and the Switch? There's nothing. In one dimension, like, in one dimension, this movie comes out with the high quality graphics, and then Nintendo decides everybody loves that. We gotta sell an expensive console that can do that. And then everybody, because everybody wants to look like the movie. I hope we're in that dimension, but we're probably not. I had my buddy go, the lighting's better on the Switch. I'm like, it's GameCube with Bloom. Like just that's it. Like, like they figured out Bloom. It's not. I don't know. Yeah. It's not. It's not that big a difference. That's why when they put on Wind Waker on the Wii U, you're like, look, looks. Cr-. Yeah, it looks the same with Bloom. Like, like it's yeah. not. It's not bad, but just, just, By the way, the Zeb CGI was fucking great. Like that's the highlight of season three Mando for me. I don't even watch Rebels. Poser. Uh, Carlos says we will see Barris. Will we see Barris in in Ahsoka? What is certain that after the cost of Zeb CGI, we both see in Ahsoka for sure. So I would say number one, uh, I haven't actually had any like anything on Barris at, at all. You Vespin, you've heard you heard any like no. any kind of like no. possibilities? Because I got nothing on that. And then my my take right now is is um, I never had anything on Zeb in the Ahsoka series either. Just full disclosure, I didn't. And but I'm thinking that he, if he does show up, he probably shows up in those first four episodes. But I kind of wonder if at the end of the series, when like, you know, the shit's really going down, if we, that's where, where we see like it all kind of come together. And like, cause it, the, you know, the rebels family being reunited, so to speak in the first part, wouldn't have the same payoff as it would in the last part. So I'm kind of wondering if, like, uh, that's kind of something I was wondering. Is like, when does the, when do all of the Star Wars Rebels characters come together on screen? Will they, like, Dave Filoni, somebody who's very w- well aware of the people that are like, why weren't Luke, Han, Leia, Lando, you know, and Chewbacca and R2 and 3PO all in the same place together? Like, it's such a mistake. And like, yeah, you know, I agree because uh, it looked like a fucking rest home. That's why. But in this instance, yeah. um, in this in this instance, it would it makes sense that it like they they would do it and everybody's still really young everybody's probably better looking <laughs> than they were in the cartoon strangely got and be um, looking, that kid and yeah, uh like, well oh no not him he's a little also, fucking weirdo Tyler Green not for nothing the, the cost of the cgi isn't the issue as much 
mm-hmm. as it is time to composite all the shots. I mean, that Zeb shot works good, not because he they were gave him more pixels. It's because they composited that character into the lighting of that room flawlessly. Yeah. It's it's excellent. And that is a time that just takes time, man. You gotta iterate on that. It doesn't you have to plan for it on set. You have to know all your shots in advance. They're prevised. Those shots have to come in, and then you have to start passes. Everything's done in a pass and then composited together. It's not just you don't run the character and be like, it's done. Like it is, it, you know, and then you have to adjust too, right? Especially if there's reshoots or if you have, if you the actor, if the director needs a different take, that that affects the whole pipeline. So that's time is the problem when you have a full CGI mm-hmm. character for a TV series, let alone a movie. And that's yeah. the that's that's the thing to remember about Zeb is he looks good today, but he might not look good tomorrow. And again, the, the Mandalorian yeah. season three had the longest post production of any Star Wars series. It had a year from when it supposedly wrapped, which is in March of last year. All yeah. the other series, instead of including the first two seasons of Mando, had less than a year to turn around. You know, like you look at Boba Fett had six months, and Obi Wan had. Was it nine months Obi-Wan had or eight? Yeah. Something short. It was really um, short. Yeah. It was very, really, really short. It was like yeah, seven, again, eight months, I think. You know, and so, uh, yeah. So it's also worth wondering the post production on Ahsoka. Like that wrapped in November, comes out to say September. Is that enough time? Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean, in terms of, in, in terms of like, if it's Zeb, it depends on how he would like show up because if he just shows up for like you know if he's like in a in a in a starfighter helping them out then i think that's that's sort of a there's a big hack to that right like that's that's not as complicated i would imagine um in the overall process and then you would have like a scene you know of him with them and so so it might not be it might it might be possible that we could have it in the same quality you know with that with that in that amount of, of turnover yeah. time too no just zeb i was about the cj oh, in general okay okay yeah. Yeah, I I don't know I I don't know how how to expect or what to expect from the CGI in these shows at this point. It's it's really strange cuz I I I'm guessing like some of it is farmed out out of ILM to like other other people or other other like, you know, contractors and stuff, and I don't know if that's the uh, difference in some of this like because it, it's kind of all over the place, but overall, I, I I do like I do it's think it's good for TV, but the I like yes I like no. it when it's film quality. Y- mm-hmm. y- yes and no. I think the problem, though, right? From if I look at everything from a, a higher like a from like, like the Blue Beetle looking out at Earth, right, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at like a scope out a bit. These studios are all farming out their their projects to all these little itty bitty studios right that that bid on projects unfortunately usually to to their own detriment and cost wise like you end up losing money sometimes a lot of times um but the technology the the the, the whatever tricks they use or techniques they use techniques they use to create the stuff goes away with them too when they fold so there's a lot of on on productions there's a lot of rebuilding of the same bullshit of redoing the same work that was already figured out two seasons ago on something else because some other vendor got it. This was a problem ILM occurred on after The Force Awakens where individual modelers kept rebuilding parts to, to, to build digital Death Stars with and shit. And so finally, rightfully so, the guy over at ILM, whoever was in charge, was like, no, 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 no. 
they they rebuilt all the pieces that were from model kits that ever existed and made a unified set that ILM artists could then use to build all the fucking spaceships from, right? So no one's reduplicating efforts. A lot of effort duplication. And I really think, man, look, no CEO is going to want to hear this, but I really think they should be investing in their own studios, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, that at least own the tech, even if those crews get scaled up or down the techniques and the processes and the models and all the stuff they've built, they own and they keep and is there and, and everything else. Because uh, when, when you see something, a Kenobi episode, I guarantee you if that, if something similar was in a Mando episode, it was rebuilt by someone else. Like it was a duplicated effort. And that's, that's just, it's unnecessary. There's other shit you could be doing with that time. No one wants to do it, you know? So you guys both know a lot about movies. You, 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 do you have an answer for Jonesy? He says, Nintendo owning the movie while Universal Pictures funding it. How much do Universal earn versus Nintendo if the movie turns out to be the next Avatar? Um, they're distributing. If they funded it, then they're going to get at least a 50-50 split, if not a 70-30 on the movie. But as everyone knows... Even at the Avatar level, like, yeah, man, that's a nice paycheck, but really the merch is where they want to be. So Universal has that Nintendo world, so that I guarantee mm-hmm. you that movie's a hit. Guess where they're taking all their kids? To, <laughs> not in yeah. Japan, in America, and all those baggies and goodies and all that merch that's selling at those Nintendo worlds. That's launching that Nintendo world right before the movie. Whoever pulled that one off needs to win an award for leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like marketing yeah, genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if Galaxy's Edge launched and then three months later you got The Force Awakens. How fucking huge that, that you know, that could have been a $8 billion return when you count all the, the sales up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, yeah. And then there's also the, uh, there's the distributor, there's that production studio, then there's Nintendo. So yeah, there's, I don't know, but yeah, for for, for N- Nintendo are the ones who are set to, to win from from the most from it, right? In the end, because of the mar- merch is what you're saying, like or or yeah, do yeah. Ones... I mean, they're they're always getting a good cut. Nintendo gets a good deal on that, you know. Yeah, we did, man. I had to pitch to Nintendo once for one of those merch deals. That mm-hmm. that was uh that was that took a year. <laughs> you know? I watched Tetris and Miyamoto was like, "This is cool." We'll take it. You should have done it like that. Somebody plays him in the show, right? I saw a scene, yeah. Yeah. A, a still from Yam. I was, oh, that's Yamauchi, the the former president of Nintendo. And I'm looking next to him, I'm like, that is like the dapperest, like very kind of Miyamoto, right? Like that looks like that looks oh, more yeah. like the guy who ran Iron Chef. Remember him? Like that the- <laughs> that Miyamoto fucks. Let's be honest, that Miyamoto fucks. Yeah, he, he looked like. Luke Kang from Mortal Kombat more than like, like <laughs> dapper actor. <laughs> he's like, I'll make it. He's shit. all, I'm gonna create Donkey t- Donkey Kong after I'm done banging these babes. Like what? No, that's not that's not Miyamoto. Come it, on, it's awesome. It'd be like getting Freddie Prince Jr. to play me. I'd be like, oh, you're so kind. You know, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah you, sh- you should go get Napoleon Dynamite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We, we, we did it. We did it. Um, I'm going to go pick up the kids from school here in a minute. So uh, we, we will uh, um, tomorrow we'll be back on me and Rob in the morning 
and Bespin, you're always invited to uh, talk about what happened in Star Wars: The Mandalorian. That's and right. That's 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 tonight at midnight. It'll come out, and I'll be seeing Mario. My my kid knew this, and I was like, man, I don't know if we should do midnight. He was like, come on, Dad. And after Your I bought kid it, get Star Wars and Mario mm-hmm. movie in the same day. Yeah, he's all, he's like, I, he's all. I didn't tell you Mando was coming out. That way you would get the ticket still. And I was like, oh, you you imagine in 93, you got a Star Wars series and a Mario movie at the same time. And then you hated both of them. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> can you can you Sucks. imagine if your dad took you to like the Star Wars set a bunch of times and you forgot? <laughs> that yeah. happens. Um, they forgot. All of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got the videos. I'm like, you know, look, how, look how happy you were. And he's like. Cool. You realize, Jason, one day that kid's going to yell at you, you you don't do anything for me. And then I'm thinking my dad, if he had taken me like within a thousand miles of a Star Wars set, I would have been like greatest dad of all time. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be you never threw the football with me or something like that, because no, I don't. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> you know Favreau I mean? like wave at you at some point? Or something? Yeah, I got the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Favreau, I got the, the picture of Favreau and Filoni staring us down. Like, look at that yeah. fucking piece of shit. I remember that. And then like like Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, the children come up. And then they're there. And I, I mean they look at the kids and then I just I wave and then the kids wave and then they just start waving back. And that's like what are they gonna do at that point? You know, it was it was funny. I mean they were they were then they, they, then they built you a, off a, and then the kids sorry. <laughs> so then they built a giant cage so you could never see them again. So we'd never see it again. Then another another time we went there and Mando was actually there that day, uh somebody in the suit. I don't know which one it was, but I'm going to say it was Pedro Pascal because I'm just going to say that. No, it probably it probably was probably wasn't though. But um, and uh, he looks over and then he sees us and the kids, and then the the kids start waving because they see Mando, and then he he waved back, and uh, so that was cool. That man, actual Mandalorian waved, you know, and said hi. So yeah, everybody said hi. They were they were they were gracious neighbors, I'd say. Um, Such a curb moment. You imagine like a curb like. So, like some some paparazzi dudes filming Larry, and he get Larry's out there. He gives him the bird, and then the paparazzi's kids walk into frame, <laughs> and that's and then someone gets the picture of Larry flipping off the kids, right? And that's the story. Like, <laughs> what, what's what's funny is one of the times that they they sent over a production guy to like harass me out of there, thinking like I didn't know my goddamn American given rights. Um, he started calling me a paparazzi. And I was just like, fucking, what is this? I'm like, I'm like, what is this? Paris Hilton? I was like, what? Does fucking Dave Filoni have a designer dog in her purse? I'm just taking pictures from this parking structure because it's a beautiful day. But um, yeah, that's life. You're wearing your prim- your your princess dye shirt that day. No, I had a shirt on. I, I had a hat and it said Scoop. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, he is he is paparazzi. <laughs> hey, it's me, Scoop. I'm that's why Umberto works out, man. No one's talking <laughs> shit to Umberto when he's down there. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. You get, I think you get your shoes a little scuffed up trying to get the pictures from that place. But hey, you know what? We all do it our own way. Maybe Buggy Man will just tell you straight up, like you ain't built for this. You know? <laughs> is that what he t- is that what he told you about the mountain? <laughs> yeah, he told me I'm not built for it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They literally fat shamed you. They, <laughs> they, they called me paparazzi, but they fat shamed you. <laughs> you ain't built for this, Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, like you know, like in Glorious Bastards when he's yelling out Shoshana, you ain't built for this, Costanza. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, t- tonight, yeah, tonight's a new Mandalorian. It's the Bryce Dow- Dallas Howard episode. <clears throat> Bespin on his website, bespinbolton.com, has uh, some video of the episode that she directed where you can see some interesting things and might give some insight into the episode if you want, like, you know, if you can't wait and you want to see how it pans out. And I personally think it's fun to look at the video and then tonight, like, guess what it, what's happening with what we think we know and then tonight watch it and see how fucking wrong we are if if or right, you know? How to, Until how, Bryce how... directs something you all hate, then she sucks, right? Like, just like remember Taika won an Oscar, now everyone hates him. Like, so, like, well, you go figure that one out, you know. Yeah, I, I honestly think that it like until Bryce does her own film or show runs her own show, it's kind of like don't I don't know what to I, yeah I, I don't know what to expect. Just like you know, you could use Deborah Chow as a, as, as an example of yeah. that difference, right? I think. Yeah, but don't give. I still think it was unfair to give her mm-hmm. six episodes to be in charge of. Man, that that is ridiculous. Yeah. I think the yeah. the uh, the uh, turnaround time on the show was probably too short, and you know uh, they they made a lot of of production errors on that down to the to the score. You know, I mean, I think she did a good job, but we all know it could have been better if it was laid out in a different way. But under the working conditions, before I we go, Holt did a good quick job. on that score. Um, did you see Natalie Holt was going to do the score to Bad Girl, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she apparently was was talking to Elfman about reutilizing the Batman score, the eighty nine score for that. And and when they got canceled, she took a photo with Elfman when they were doing like frowny faces and shit. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Holt's hot too, by the way. I think anyway. All right, we'll be uh, back tomorrow talking about Mando. Uh, everybody have what? She's hot. What do you want me to do? What she she's ugly? Not appropriate. It's, it's totally appropriate. Yeah, you got. You have to be woke. She's, she's so good she's at her up. job, and she's hot. That's, that's fucking. Yeah, she's a rock <laughs> no, star. No, I'm. I'm you proud. You ain't built for her, Jason. No, I'm you know what? You, you know who's not hot though? <laughs> Danny Elfman would not fuck. Me. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships. Hey!